Welcome to another episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai here. Uh, I have with me again my good friend and my colleague uh, Tanul Thakur, who is the film critic for The Wire. Uh, today, we, as we promised last week, we are going to be talking about uh, a new film, that uh, Indian film that has released on Netflix. It's a Punjabi language film. Uh, it is directed by Ivan Ayer, uh, who directed Sony, and which was a very acclaimed film a couple of years ago. Uh, his second film is called Milestone, which is Meal Pathar, and it is now streaming on Netflix. Um, and um, before we get into the discussion, just one or two lines about the film itself. Uh, it's basically about uh, a truck driver in North India who is newly bereaved. He's lost his wife and he has just finished uh, driving. He's one of the first drivers in the transport company to complete five lakh driver, uh, kilometers on the road. And uh, the film more or less begins with that, and uh, it basically follows him uh, on his journey to sort of achieve uh, uh, some kind of closure. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I can, I mean, it's in a one line <coughs> of the film is that uh, it, the uh, protagonist is called Ghalib, uh, named after the famous Yesterday poet. Uh, the other pro- uh, younger protagonist later in the film is introduced. His name is Pash, again named after a poet. Um, Suvinder Vicky plays Ghalib, um, again a Punjabi language actor who we've not seen much of, but uh, a terrific lead performance here. Tanul, uh, let's start with your uh, first impressions of the film and what you were, if you were actually really excited about it, especially after Sony, because all of us love it. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, I was very excited. And uh, I mean, Sony, I think I first saw in 2019 Mumbai Film Festival and then it came on Netflix in 2020, January, I think. And uh, I remember, I think uh, I'd put it as my second best uh, Indian film of that year. And uh, even after I'd seen it in Mami and uh, uh, even when it came on Netflix, uh, I, I, I saw it again and it's just a terrific film, a beautiful debut, uh, something that is just, so assured, so confident, yet so understated, but but very unflinching in in what it wants to say and how it wants to say. I thought it was very good. So obviously, I I was uh, looking forward to it, especially also because you know it had gone like uh, Sony um, Meal Pathar or Milestone had uh, screened at Venice last year as well, and uh, been hearing good things about it. So I was yeah, I mean uh, right off the bat, I was <clears throat> really looking forward to this. And, you know, especially Sweet that came just right after The Disciple. You don't really get two good films. I mean, two very good films, in fact, uh, back to back. I mean, one was a good film that I'd seen. The second was something that uh, I was very, very excited about as well. Uh, my first thoughts, I would uh, say that it's, it's, it was quite fascinating the way in which the film began. Uh, as you mentioned in uh, your brief synopsis of, of the film, <laughs> At the start, it feels like uh, that we are uh, locked with this uh, middle-aged driver, Ghalib, who's uh, recently lost his wife. And uh, I think the first 10-15 minutes of the film is uh, is essentially centered on who he is and, and uh, his life. He goes to uh, his village in Punjab uh, because uh, uh, the, uh, his wife's family is there. Uh, her dad and her sister who have come to sort of uh, get some sort of compensation um, for the fact that uh, uh, his wife died and all of that. And perhaps she was the the uh, sole source of e- income, I suppose, for the family. Or even if not, at least was a, was a big part of the family. And, and, and he's struggling to sort of uh, give an appropriate compensation and the family rejects it. Uh, I think both the offers and then the film cuts back and he uh, he comes to i mean uh, where he works which is i think essentially like fringes of delhi and and that that's when uh, we start to follow him properly and then the film starts to show different shades where wherein then it sort of becomes a very perceptive very uh, sharp and also a deeply deeply poignant drama about the nature of modern day work itself and, uh, and 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 what happens to a certain kind of person, a person like Ghalib, uh, who is battling his own really acute uh, personal problems. I, I, and then I thought the film um, very skillfully blends 
these two worlds uh, i mean one is really intimate which is about this this guy coming to terms with his new life uh, in a sense almost uh, once his wife is uh, uh, no longer ar- around uh, he's a loner he doesn't have many friends even the friends that he has uh, one of them uh, is this fellow trucker called dilbag this older uh, guy who uh, <clears throat> has been fired to make way for a uh, a, a younger driver uh, galib also has uh, the suffers or uh, uh, risks suffering the same fate because pash as you mentioned is also a young driver who starts off as um galib's intern but is slated to replace him in future and then slowly these two things uh, these two stories start to interact mingle and almost in a sense start to collapse on each other which i thought was excellent and something that i had not uh, expected we can obviously uh, keep going deeper as we uh, discuss the film but uh, but that was my initial impression i loved how the film very slowly reoriented my mind and my heart to this uh, to the second layer of the story there are many layers several layers i uh, in the film but i, I mean uh, at uh, at a very macro level these are these two basic uh, layers to uh, to the story personal and the professional so to speak and i loved the fact how the film very slowly reoriented me towards this another layer and then it starts to dig deep and then it starts to pose all sorts of questions so I, that that was something i thought was very smart storytelling beautiful structure uh, to tell a story which is fairly layered and it's also understated and yet it just i mean it's also a short film i mean <laughs> i think it's what 100 minute uh, the run time i'm i'm forgetting like whatever it's, it's not yeah. a long film i suppose uh, right so uh, so so so, uh, <clears throat> so right off the bat these things really struck me just just the slow reorientation of the story and how deeply i got sucked into it without even knowing what part of the story uh, was it that was pulling me in and at some point i was like okay wow mm. i'm in it and and this is something i think uh, is quite good uh, how about you yeah you, you know the, the uh, as you rightly mentioned you you uh, the film is such that it sort of unfolds in such a way that you pick on as a viewer you pick on to something that basically reflects the kind of india that you have seen and you have not seen at the same time right like a lot of mm. film sort of delves into an india between the lines which most of us who live in the cities are very unfamiliar with you know uh, people like yeah. galib we pass on the highways when we are going on vacations with our families yeah. or when we're going on vacations with our friends in our cars right we see truckers and maybe you know uh, uh, you, you, we 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 curse their uh, sort of very aggressive driving skills and that's the maximum amount of uh, uh, you, uh, you know acknowledgement of their existence we sort of offer them through at least in our lives right and the fact that yeah. the film a film like this offers so many interpretations of uh, uh, not only you know a profession or not a, not only a person's work and a person uh, uh, you know our reading of the film really tells us so much about ourselves also because galib yeah uh, I, i mean galib is such an as you said you know it's such a layered film he's such a deep character in the sense the film does not make it obvious at any point of time Uh, what it's really about it just urges us to sort of take what we want from the film because it has all affected us on very various subconscious levels at least that's what i've noticed yeah. from the the viewer reactions and the reviews too and 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 you know uh, because for me in the beginning i was like okay the young is replacing the old this is like a nice snapshot of an india where you know the young is at constant battle with the old and the traditional with the modern and you know those are the upper layers of the film yeah. then you see what galib is going through <clears> his <throat> age and he's trying to offer compensation to his wife's family and even though he is grieving at the same point for for you know for a marriage that collapsed which is never really spelt out it is hinted at uh, that yeah. you know uh, and you can almost imagine the love story that he may have one had she for one side you know first of all she is a sikkimese woman he is a he is sort of a, a north indian Uh, very son of the soil sort of uh, truck driver veteran truck driver uh, a very unlikely pairing uh, um, may have occurred at some point of time she left her village in sikkim she came to uh, uh, his village and then they she urged him to move to the city you know all of this is 
with such economical uh, restraint it is conveyed to us because he has this conversation with his kashmiri neighbor right at one point yeah. of time and that is where yeah. we find out about his wife uh, about you know what they were going through and he says maybe i was at fault and you know he doesn't really spell it out you know he may have been dishonest in the marriage like many marriages that may have happened and we we sense that the wife you know sort of killed herself because of that and the fact that she forced him to move to a big city buy a flat sell off his uh, ancestral property in the village buy a flat in delhi uh, and you know and and then at the same time work she was working in a saloon or a parlor or something in the city uh, you know it gives us such a without a flashback it really conveys such a vivid picture of what ghalib was as compared to what he becomes when we watch the film right because when we watch the film yeah. he's like wasted uh he's like this wasted milestone only like it's like he's empty uh, and, and he's using his job to sort of escape uh, the, the the grief of his real life and a lot of people in the company revere him and uh, sort of look up to him for how committed he is to this job and how he is probably the foremost driver and the most experienced driver in the company but what he slowly what is revealed through the film and through his conversation <clears throat> with that young intern sort of boy pash Uh, he he reveals that he's actually doing it for selfish reasons, and I love the way Ghalib speaks throughout the film. You know, because uh, uh, yeah. I read somewhere that you know Ivan had uh, actually meant him to be an amateur poet, but he took that out because it sounded a little pretentious. But the thing is, the mm. writing still conveys the fact that Ghalib has a very lyrically inclined uh, state of talking or um, state of mind, state of thinking, basically. Because you know, on at one hand, you can imagine because he spent so many. days and months on end on the road uh, a man of his someone of his experience and his age tends to think more than most people would in this situation and and we get hints of the fact that he is uh, not your regular truck driver in that he's always helping the uh, the blue collar workers around him in the company the the uh, the the laborers and the loaders to write to fill forms and write letters right it is a, a few short yeah. of uh, reveal that so i love the fact that he's he's your very atypical sort of uh, working class man and we we see uh, we see an entire sort of ecosystem through him and and through uh, through his coping mechanism through the way he's trying to like most of us try to get buried in work when we go through something bad in life or when we experience something that we can't deal with uh, he's doing the same thing and through such a personal story it, it really reveals such a uh, uh, such a dif- different facet of india that most of us just ignore and for me that was you know really the winning aspect of the film and as you said you know it's a, it's such a slow burning such a uh, subtle and uh, uh, such a very respectful of the viewer in the sense it does not uh, yeah. obviously feed us anything but it, it talks through its visuals it has very few words like galib himself uh, it is just a bunch of shots like sony you know if you remember a lot of scenes were just one take single takes right yeah following yeah. With yeah. the police woman through uh, whatever they were doing so even here it's more or less the same you know the camera is from the truck it's framing a lot of life we see outside and it's framing drivers it's framing people so it shows us his point of view and and the shots refuse to you know cut between uh, sort of design or stage sequences which i really liked because it it sort of gives yeah. us such a lived in and immersive feel of what galib is going through and and uh, yeah i mean and the amount of metaphors obviously you know he's a trucker his back is Uh, of course one of the main aspects of the film and obviously the central allegory of the film is the fact that the film starts with his back uh, giving way right he has a back ache at the beginning yeah. of the film which runs through the film that's a running theme through the film and yeah. of course that stands in for something uh, more you know more of a obviously a, a spiritual burden more than actual physical burden which which i thought was beautifully done without overstating it at no point did it seem pretentious because you know at the same time the loaders were on strike in the company so he had to actually load the trucks which is why his back yeah gave gave way so that there are so many interpretations to that and uh, you know the film just kept offering me more and more I'm, i'm pretty sure if we see it the second time we'll see things that we may not have seen no absolutely and i think <clears throat> so i mean two very quick points before i talk further about the film i think the first is just that it is just so open to interpretations i mean if somebody reads your piece and somebody reads mine mm. and uh, they will really get the sense that you know these are two uh, these two people are talking about or they may as well be talking about two very different films which is i think great you know i think that's a hallmark of a very good film when you sort of invite 
different people to see different things in that film and not just that you give enough evidences uh, for them to back their own thesis up with you know examples and scenes and all of that i think that's a hallmark of a very very good filmmaking and uh, because i mean <clears throat> the film is such or it's so multi headed that you know it can uh, that you can really pick some 7 to 10 strings and say that this was the film that i saw uh, on the contrary somebody else can you know pick some other 5 to 10 different things in the film and say that you know <clears throat> the this is what i think the film is for me and i think obviously at some level both of them are correct because that's how <clears throat> a very good filmmaking or a, a good piece of art or storytelling is about it's about uh, how much of you yourself that you bring into the film and in then in that sense the very act of watching a film the very act of uh, audience participation uh, becomes or, or, or the very act of being an audience becomes an act of audience participating uh, in the in in the film and then I, i i've always believed that i think one of the best films uh, always make an audience a co storyteller because mm. i think that is the whole point right and uh, uh, <clears throat> because even if you're not co writing a film you are co writing a film because there is no other way to watch a film at least not that i know right because you go there uh, you don't you don't even know on what part of self or what part of your quote and good active self you are bringing to the theater or to your laptop or to whatever on that particular friday on that particular afternoon morning evening or whatever day of the week that you tend to uh, watch a film on and i think that is the beauty because of of watching a film of of watching a very good film because then it is obviously about the film and the filmmaker and the characters and all of that but at some level it also starts <clears throat> becoming something about yourself because how can you not how can it not be about yourself if you are watching something that is affecting <coughs> to you on a deeply personal level because what is affecting you on a deeply personal level also says so much right because if they are say 15 poignant scenes or 15 great scenes or whatever perhaps not all will land uh in the same way uh <coughs> with an audience member i mean they can be uh, they can all very confidently say that okay these 15 scenes are objectively good but out of these <coughs> x y and z or like say five or seven or 10 or perhaps more scenes struck particularly struck a deep chord with me and i and i then think that it it starts <clears throat> then the film starts to talk back through the audience and uh, i think that's a mark of very skillful filmmaking so yeah. second um, is the fact that something i forgot or i just couldn't get a proper segue to mention in my piece is that i really appreciated the fact that the uh, that he really subverts or in fact squashes all stereotypes of a north indian punjabi uh, truck driver we yeah. have seen them a lot in our films we have seen them like in our lives or even if we have not seen them we have sort of <coughs> made a mental image of them right that uh, they are loud that they are happy go lucky they are jovial they drink a lot they are almost unlettered they are uncouth uh, but nice people and all of that right Mm. um i love the fact that the the, the film dismantles the, these notions quite early where this guy <coughs> where somebody comes to uh, uh to galib and he uh, writes an application for him and uh, he helps fill his form that scene recurs later in the film as well uh, mm. the way he moves around he he doesn't like you know uh, <coughs> where <coughs> a makeshift or a uh, or a proper turban or whatever or like you know uh, ties some sort of a cloth on the circumference of his head and he's just you know this this guy to go no he wears i think jeans jacket i think in the first scene somebody compliments him uh, uh, on his jacket and he's not one of those garrulous uh, truck drivers that our pop culture uh, often tries to prop up or project he's he's a man of very few words he's he's a very restrained sort of a guy he has his own way of humor he has his own way of dealing with uh, disappointments and all of that it's a very <coughs> so i i i really i thought these things were very well done and then i thought uh, the uh, really the beauty of the film i think <coughs> for me is in uh, in uh, <coughs> in secondary character that is just so beautifully teased out 
I think uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. I think uh, this guy, I think John Truby or whatever, this very famous <coughs> screenwriting coach. He writes in his book, I think called the story or whatever, that when you introduce a secondary character or when you introduce a subplot, it's just a roundabout way of showing what your main character is. Hmm. And it's 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 this interaction between the main character and the secondary character where perhaps secondary character may be in charge just goes to show what the main character stands for, what he feels and 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 uh, what his story means uh, to the filmmaker or to the audiences for that matter. And I thought this film does that beautifully. There are just a few interactions. Obviously, the uh, the the main thing is the interaction with Pash, where you get to uh, you get a sense of where this guy came from and all of that but also there are just i think one of my favorite scenes is the <coughs> is a scene with dilbag where he is uh, really oh, yeah. drunk and distraught and he picks a fight with his neighbor then uh, then they are chatting uh, in his house dilbag is really drunk and all of that and it's a short scene i mean the uh, it's a blaring it's a longish scene it lasts for 5 to 6 minutes But <clears throat> therein, you really get the sense that Dilbag is not just talking about himself; he's also talking about uh, Galib and also talking about numerous workers who mm. work in such an environment wherein he just says that, "Do you know anybody who listens to you?" I think <clears throat> that was just beautifully done, and then and 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 that's a metaphor uh, that again recurs because when he talks to the trade union chief, and when yeah. he talks about, uh, you know, do you even know? uh that anybody uh who cares for us and mm. and 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 it's and and it's it just becomes very ironical also because uh galib also could not listen to his wife as we figure out from snatches of conversations with the kashmiri woman mm. and and there's this one scene in the village earlier in the film i so i thought that these these things were very very well done and just this whole thing of a guy uh, who's caught in a certain kind of a whirlpool uh who's also trying to do the right thing he's also trying to be a nice person and and that's a, and that's again a metaphor that that recurs because at one point dilbag also says that uh, you know what i think i'm just going to go apologize to them now because uh, i feel bad <coughs> and then this guy is like uh, no no need uh, like you know whatever then uh, we see spoiler alert uh, we see past later in the film when uh, dilbag gives him money to quit his job and all of it and mm. then later we uh, we figure out that he had spoken to his sister <coughs> about the fact that he was concerned that you know uh, he will end up replacing somebody or even uh, when you talk about that uh, bihari trade union chief he he says that hamari dushmani aapse nahi hai you know uh, we have yeah. nothing against you but it's it's just that so you know it's i i really appreciated this fact that because i think sometimes it gets <coughs> too easy to be bleak it gets too easy to be all you know uh, nihilistic and and cynical and be quote unquote dark but i just thought that this one was actually the opposite it's about uh, people who are in dark trying to find some sort of light in them and I, among other things as well uh, i th- i i thought that and uh, the modern day nature of work, these two things really struck like a very very uh, deep chord with me and i think that scene uh, with uh, gil his boss Mm. wherein he says that you know uh <coughs> uh something i mean of the that uh, my biggest misfortune is that uh uh i mean he he first says that my my work defines me and my biggest misfortune is that it that this is all that uh, that i have or this is all that is there that defines me i i i thought that uh, it's probably for me it's very early to say of course i think for me one of the best scenes of the year in hindi uh, sorry in indian cinema whatever i just thought it was a great great uh, scene so yeah i mean uh, i'm talking like in different directions and all of that but i think that's so uh, i suppose because that's how also the film is i mean it's a very coherent cohesive piece uh, very uh, with a very uh, unified sense of how it unfolds and all of that but just the way in which it unfolds i think it just it, it just goes into all these bunch of territories uh, which uh, which not a lot of indian films do and i thought this one did that spectacularly well yeah absolutely like and that scene you mentioned there <coughs> the best part about that scene is because of how understated it is because uh, yeah. you mentioned the previous scene is uh, you know is 
is right out there, right? The scene with uh, Dilbag, where uh, Dilbag reaches his house drunk. Uh, and they speak and they talk about you know not being listened to and uh, they 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 talk about you know uh, children at the signal and how they absolutely ignore yeah. those are those are very profound words and as we know you know most of our profundity comes out when we are drunk like it's and we don't <laughs> yeah. realize it uh, half of the time but the fact is that you know uh, galeb is the kind of person who really doesn't need to be drunk or intoxicated or in any sort of a uh, uh, elevated state of being just to think like that or to say the words that he's saying because he's already under uh, uh, an enormous amount of grief and and he he's probably living the kind of regret that no partner should have to you know uh, he's probably blaming himself for his wife's suicide which is uh, which is the kind of burden that has obviously crippled his body too uh, and the fact that it's crippled his body and it's, it's sort of getting in a younger person that the bosses are getting in a younger person to slowly replace him and phase him out is is such a beautiful circular motion that the film takes you don't know whether film uh, you know which is the source and which is the destination of the script too because you know things keep going round and round and you 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 get you really get very impressed by the fact that uh, uh, again you know it's up to us to sort of figure out what we want to say about the film as you said you know i even i found uh, uh, it uh, to be a little difficult writing the review in the sense not <clears throat> sort of points were segueing into Uh, uh, another paragraph you know it was getting a little difficult yeah. because there were so many things you wanted to say there were so many things you spotted in the film but you really don't know how to say them without really uh, uh, doing justice to the film or what the film is trying to say and and sometimes it's so easy to get greedy even as a reviewer you know because you, you want to keep going on and on and and you know tell people that you you caught this uh and you know and tell the viewer you also catch this but the fact is that the film is about something it's about a person and it's about humanizing uh, someone like a truck driver an essential worker that so many of us keep speaking of but we forget about when it comes to like the most basic of things which is uh, which your galib uh, is working technically in a dispense is sort of indispensable his job is indispensable but he is which is the irony of the working class throughout the film you know even the bhre Uh, uh the loaders on strike the union uh, yeah. all of them and by the end we realize that that uh, union chief has been replaced too right uh, it, it just mentioned yeah. in passing when galib's back pain is, is sort of disappearing so it, it just there are again there are so many things you want to pick up on but one of my favorite things was uh, the fact that the the way the you know the the way the status of galib's uh what he represents in the film is depicted you know because uh, it's done only through the place he lives at right it's the housing society is designed very smartly in the sense that uh, i i love the fact that that one scene which led to a lot of other scenes where he reaches and there's chaos in the society right and there's chaos uh, yeah. because the elevator has stopped working or the electricity has gone one of them but the elevator is not working so there are people uh, stuck on the ground floor old people don't know to go up and the elevator repairman is Uh, uh sort of uh, you know uh, at odds with them and they are screaming at him saying what do we do uh, you have one job and on the first floor they are screaming at a gas attendant who is refusing to ca- carry the gas cylinder up uh, upstairs to the uh, upstairs to the apartment because it's not part of the job is part of a, his job is to sort of transport the gas cylinder in an elevator which is not working so all of them are just losing their minds at these workers uh, and galib really silently passes them he just observes them <clears throat> the irony uh, uh, falling upon his ears that you know he's also one of them in a way because he, he does exactly the same amount of work except he's transporting goods from one place to another and if he if something like this happened uh, you know in his line of work too there would be chaos if he took a day off from work or his truck broke down so uh, you, you know I, i love the fact the way galib was shot in that scene and i love the fact that you know Uh, that entire scene with dilbag and him where he comes uh, in the night drunk to his house uh, the fact that the the very sort of powerful symbolism of the fact that he uh, uh, that dilbag initially uh, uh, sort of intruded on the space of a kashmiri family that lived above them like to the north yeah. of them technically uh, uh, and the fact that the kashmiri family was obviously very offended and screaming at, at dilbag and they were having a fight and galib is asking for their forgiveness and telling them to calm down the entire symbolism of the fact the india that it sort of represents in the form of <clears throat> in the form of a housing society uh, itself was really nicely done like uh, again like when yeah. when 
uh, and then Dilbag saying that you know the uh, uh, towards the end of that drunken conversation with Ghaleb, he says that. Uh, you, you know the fact they didn't get uh, angry at the fact that I knocked their door in the middle of the night. They got they got angry that I was my mouth was stinking of booze. You know my breath was stinking, yeah. and that says so much about you know the Kashmir that we talk about today, the Kashmir that is in India today. I, and if you want to read into it, there are so many such moments in the film, and and it's such a powerful line uh, that that really gives <clears throat> away nothing, and it isn't there as a gimmick or anything because you know Ghaleb is part of an India that is displaced. uh he himself is displaced and his wife was displaced and and willingly and he was unwillingly displaced and the fact that uh, you know ghalib sort of is trying to now uh, atone for his sins by sort of uh, finding a suitable compensation for the wife's family what did you read uh, how did you read into the fact that again spoiler alert we are, but we are going to talk about it uh, that that he uh, on the way he decides for the compensation for the wife's younger sister and the father like obviously he was told to come back when he offers 2 lakh rupees and the sister says that's not enough and she never says anything more than that but he comes back yeah. with a liquor license and 2 lakh <clears throat> and she accepts it what do you re- how do you read into that yeah i mean uh, that's a fascinating question before i tackle that <clears throat> i just want to make a small addition uh, to the point that you're making and uh, which is essentially uh, that scene <clears throat> with uh, <clears throat> the elevator not working and uh, and a worker uh, refusing to haul up this really bulky uh, gas cylinder upstairs because well that's not part of his job i thought that in that scene and 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 there are a bunch of others as well right like when galib uh, <coughs> galib galib uh, <coughs> uh, and his fellow drivers they're almost i mean resentful of the of the striking workers because uh, they just think that it's a nuisance uh because it directly affects them i mean it it literally breaks uh a sprains uh galib's back and it's just uh so i love the fact and i think uh, it was uh, something i mentioned in my review as well that i think i really appreciated the fact that you know ivanaya really understands uh this very distended nature of uh, modern day work where you know <clears throat> the income inequality or the segregation among classes has become so huge that uh, it's not about uh, the battle between the rich and the poor but the uh, it's it's uh, only about uh, the 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 class struggle only exists in the realm of the struggles between the poor and the poor something yeah. that was beautiful there <clears throat> beautifully materialized in parasite as well so i mean if you see the, there's several examples right i mean uh, the relationship between pash and galib uh perpetually strained because of the economic strife they are both uh, uh dealing with <clears throat> the the struggle between the uh union uh, trade union chief and 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 galib wherein uh galib has been otherwise a fairly compassionate uh person but uh, he just simply just doesn't even occur to him that you know uh, the workers may be striking for a reason and all of that and and when the trade union chief kind of uh put him in place galib doesn't say anything because then it hits him that you know that this is what's happening i mean uh the kind of uh, dynamics that we see among the people of that uh, uh, of the building or the locality in which galib uh, stays uh that also says so much and uh, <clears throat> it's just i i just thought that the film really very beautifully and very smartly locates uh the site of these uh, uh these class struggles without really uh impinging on the on the rhythm or uh, on the on the tenor of the story i thought that was really well done um and and it's also at some level <coughs> one of the things uh, what the film is also about uh, wherein if we tie in the whole thing of you know uh, people uh, being unable to listen to each other even if they are uh are in uh, some sort of a problem uh, themselves uh, even if they are in a similar sort of a problem themselves uh, i i i thought it was a very very uh, smart and a poignant comment on the kinds of disembodied disembodied people uh, our society is turning us into where we are we are both simultaneously fucked and yet we are un- rendered uh, unable to reach a helping hand uh, to somebody else and if you look about it i think it also makes sense it, it's happened with me i'm sure many times where 
<clears throat> I have been pretty indifferent to somebody else's plight, wherein, uh, and perhaps the reason is because I I've been going through some of that myself. And if you think about that sort of uh, ironic backslapping, that is so heartbreaking because it's essentially two people unable to uh, come to, I mean, at a common ground with each each other, or at least just uh, be agree uh, to something or recognize each other's humanity. Uh, but they simply can't because both of them are uh, uh, at some level wrecked by their own loss i think uh, not a lot of films deal with that i thought uh, milestone did that uh, beautifully now coming back to your <coughs> question about the compensation i thought <laughs> when he says uh, when he gives her the liquor license and all of that <laughs> i i thought that was a legend Funny moment. I actually laughed. <laughs> Although I mean, it's also it's also a tender moment. It's also this moment of acute helplessness, and it's also a very very poignant scene as well. So I mean, the way I look at it, <laughs> and the uh, and the reason why it's both a tender and a comical moment uh, for me is because first of all, I think it makes complete sense because at the start of the film, <clears throat> when he offers. compensation i think he first offers a lakh they refuse then he says 2 lakh he, mm. uh, they refuse or something or something of that sort uh, as far as i remember and uh, <clears throat> and makes sense because i mean uh, how do you compute or how do you quantify the loss of a loved one i mean obviously uh, uh, the, the fact that they are there for discussion means that they are uh, there to quantify exactly that but still it's uh, it's difficult and perhaps uh, a number that first uh, comes to you you will tend to reject it because you will just think that this is so little compared to the loss that we have suffered and it just doesn't justify <coughs> the the person it uh, it doesn't justify quote unquote the cost of the person who's no longer with us who in my world is priceless anyway so what the hell uh, so i mean so I, there is this one so at the start of the scene which kind of like is an inciting incident of sorts for the film uh, wherein uh, there is this uh, immeasurable loss uh, being uh, versus a number being tossed so it's like a lakh or two lakhs and all of that and of course it doesn't go anywhere because it makes uh, perfect sense now cut to <clears throat> the film's climax wherein uh, that negotiation happens again now what's very interesting about that negotiation is now immeasurable loss is again something uh, is uh, uh, is being matched with something uh, with a gain that is in itself immeasurable because uh, you there is no cap i mean if you play the game well there is no cap how much you can earn from a liquor business right yeah. and i got that sense i mean i thought that you know uh, a, a few scenes ago he goes to uh, the bank and uh, he breaks his fixed deposit and all of that and he gets mm. uh 850000 i thought he'll just give 850000 to to the yeah. family and uh, that's probably where or like a few scenes later the film film will end because i think it would just sort of uh, mean to indicate that this was what i had i mean just take it uh that's yeah. all i can do i mean if it doesn't work then it doesn't work because then i thought that that would be a metaphor for his life itself right because it's 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 about how much he could do perhaps not in his married uh, married life definitely not in his married life but then after that how his life became a series a litany of uh, negotiations which were just never enough mm. uh, so i thought that's where the film would go but i i really like the fact that he he gives them a, a permit of a, a liquor permit uh, and uh, which then just goes to show that i understand and i recognize that you know <clears throat> your pain your loss is immeasurable so it was for me as well but uh, uh, and there is no money uh, that can sort of justify and dignify that so here it is uh, take this i mean uh, uh, as a token of my uh, i don't know my guilt my reparation my my whatever it is my compensation whatever it is that i could give you and given that i am a trucker given that the only people that i meet are the dhabawalas Or the or the folks who fix tires, or the different kinds of clients who are not so refined to begin with, and one of those clients happened to be somebody who owns a liquor store near a a, a, a North Indian highway. This is all I had. This is a different way of saying all I had, but then it opens up possibilities that boss 
again if you play your game right it could just be whatever and then the film ends on a on a note which again is full of possibilities so it's it's, it's a very subtle way of bookending your film uh, without sort of making it quote unquote hopeful you know we have seen <laughs> i mean it's a very common trope i'm sure i have done it in my writing as well among liberal writers or filmmakers or whatever where you know that ending it on such a bleak note is very uh, i mean it's a bit unsavory right i nobody wants to see so much of uh, bleakness throughout and also uh, you ending with that note but that's also what the tone of your story is but i think uh, but, but but also i mean sometimes uh, people try to inject hope in a in, in a story and although at times it feels good sometimes if it feel a thing deeply about it it also feels disingenuous at times but this one doesn't do that i thought it just <coughs> it it took a beautiful middle path where it really satisfied uh, our both emotional needs but are also like uh, 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 a mental craving for some sort of an uncompromising version of the world uh, which doesn't uh, hammer us down more or it doesn't like take us to the sky either but it just tells you that maybe you know maybe the story is of course not over and maybe there is some sort of a uh, possibility not just for galib but also for the people he perhaps inadvertently harmed and and caused a lot of uh, distress i thought that was beautifully done the last 10 minutes yeah i i i mean i for me it was really one of the best like last few scenes i've seen in recent memory i loved the way the film ended like without going into yeah. the specifics you know even after the scene where where it's as you said relatively very hopeful compared to the bleakness of you know galib's palette throughout the film and, and and he gives a liquor license to the uh, to to his late wife's family which which really promises so much of a future right which they did not have yeah. like just 10 minutes ago so i, I love that and i love the way the film actually visually ended you know with him in a truck on the phone talking to someone he talking to a stranger basically and and talking to yeah. sort of more or less associated <laughs> whether Uh, uh, inextricably linked with Pash, you know, in a way, whether he likes it or not, and and the and the rain slowly falling on his truck window, and that's where the film chooses to end. That's that's just such a sure uh, and beautiful way to sort of conclude a story, conclude like uh, uh, an entire sort of journey that you've taken the viewer on without really telling the viewer where he or she is going and. And, and you know, sort of concluding, and without really keeping it even open-ended at the same time, because again, as you said, the possibilities of that last shot, the last moment, are immense. Like you, he could. Yeah. There are at least five directions he could have taken after that, and there were at least five destinies that may have been changed after that last shot in the film. And and you know, that's that's the hallmark of a great film for me. Like whether it's <laughs> Indian or international, it doesn't matter. It just it's the the real. the sort of such tender and deliberate thought put into every single scene leading up to the end uh, and realizing that there could have really been no other end at the same time the filmmaker had many options is is just a wonderful like tight uh, <coughs> balancing act and you know uh, of course one of the highlights of the film for me again was uh, suvinder vikki's performance as galib you know like because i mean it's just it's one of those things where you just can't define uh he's just lived the role in a way that you can almost imagine to find him you know on any kind of sort of indian highways really uh, absolutely suppressed <clears throat> the burden that he's carried most of his life whether physical metaphorical whatever he looks so jaded he looks so uh, weary and tired and at the same time he looks like a man who's trying to escape something that is beyond his physical dreams to do so because he's aging and his body is getting brittle and it's just such a even the way that you know his beard is undishevelled and and the fact that you know his eyes are mostly more or less always sleep deprived it just says so much about the amount of details that a lot of our good filmmakers think of you know and and a lot of our actors uh, who are unseen you know like we call them regional so to say but, uh, but of course you know they are indian actors they've been around for a long time and, and you know you, yeah. you may find a lot of roles that uh, suvinder vikki has done but Uh, you know, in in at least the <laughs> sense, but just to see uh, the fact that a great actor can come from anywhere is just is very very you know hopeful in its own way. Like it's a, it says so much about the casting as we had discussed at length in uh, one of our previous podcasts too. You know the the fact that the yeah. casting game has really raised itself in the last decade or so 
is is really the fruits of which are seen in films like disciple where again we see an unknown sort of actor come out of nowhere who's also a singer here we see a punjabi actor come from nowhere who is literally almost a truck driver i'm i'm pretty sure i read somewhere that they were they had sort of learned driving trucks and were driving on the highways for months before the filming began and that that says uh, that really uh, his performance i mean such a haunted face and giving you know in such a haunting film it just sort of defined so much of the film for me because i really never wanted to leave his shoulders at the same time it really also put to into context so many of the uh, creative artistic choices <clears throat> that the film took you know like the way the film was shot the way the filming was done the way the camera <coughs> sort of followed the characters and never really cut uh, just to sort of depict that very unbroken sense of consciousness that galib is in and that that stream of consciousness life is living right now is for me it it just all came together in a way that you know that that helps me transcend adjectives like atmospheric and sensual yeah. and and things like that that we tend to use in our reviews to describe films that are really immersive right and and there was yeah. so much more to that here <clears throat> the subtext itself was the film uh, the the metaphors were the film the 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 character was the film the personal was the political and that that really makes such a big difference you know without really condescending on the viewers on the reviewers uh, it really said so much and and i'm very glad personally that ivan has managed to really follow up such a brilliant first film with an equally brilliant second film because i would hate and to so quickly and so quickly right that was 2 years ago uh, yeah. and and it's incredible like uh, i mean yeah. uh, and it, it's so good to see because you know as you said disciple was also a second film last week that we saw again <laughs> as equally good as is uh, equally brilliant as the first court and and to see yeah. it's not often that we come across two weeks in a year let alone like in a month like this for indian cinema or at least for the kind of cinema we tend to cover and i'm glad that you know both of them dropped on a uh, on a big streaming platform so that it's available for everyone to sort of watch and savor i don't know how many people are going to discover it but that's why i feel like you know we i don't feel as dispensable that we the way we normally feel you know every other week when we are reviewing films we really shouldn't be uh, <clears throat> watching about so this this really also gave me a very good uh, feeling about what we do and 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 the, it really respected the way we try to read in the film read into films also absolutely and i'm i mean just on a parting note yeah i mean so when the rookie was i just he was incredible you know it's the kind of performance <clears throat> where you get the sense that i mean say i mean pick a scene right like whatever any scene and if he's it's it's a, if let's say if it's a 2 minute or a 3 minute scene and all of that you get this and and he's very good in it you get the sense that he's just not good in those 2 or 3 minutes you get the sense that the scene actually goes on for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and you only see 2 minutes of that mm-hmm. and uh, he was just that uh, that the scene had a before and an after yes. and it's just it just that those 2 minutes were culled out from that and that's what we got uh, we got to see but the way he is i mean you know there is obviously this almost this cliche that uh, an actor uh, will uh, the uh, that an actor breathes through uh, uh, a role uh, that living a role and all of that but this is actually such a great example of that that you know i mean i always got the sense that you know even beyond the frame that even when galip was not in the frame his life was going on you know mm-hmm. and uh, and that he's always there and uh, and that it's not just something that's recorded for the camera or something that's enacted for the camera it just so happens that you know a mm-hmm. a, a, a film crew came and uh, managed to uh, record this guy's uh, whatever like an hour or two hours of his life spread across a few months uh, because that's the feeling i got i i i i just i just got the sense that he's always there and the sense of <laughs> being so economic and so precise with what he want to tell mm. and beautifully compliments uh, this film and not just this film but uh, ivan ayer style which is 
to a sense also tamahane style in 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 a way where you just keep distractions uh, uh, to a minimum you don't do like the typical short reverse shot sort of a cutting uh, among characters flipping perspectives in a conventional way which is fine on its own accord that's not a problem but uh, these people they, they just uh, uh, revere the value of living in a moment where there is no snazzy camera movement i mean they place a camera two people get talking and that's it i mean and sometimes there will be a slow pinching in uh, of the camera and all of that but at times it's not even that it's just that it's just there and you are locked in that room so so that's one and the second uh, which uh, i was uh, saying about surinder uh, vicky's performance is that it's just <clears throat> he sometimes just says a line it's it's just sometimes it's not even that it's just a half a broken smile sometimes it's just is just this uh, a non verbal recognition of something or acknowledgement of of something or something is just a lie uh, agar acche din nahi rahe to bure din bhi nahi rahenge uh, ulta sorry agar bure din nahi rahe to uh, fuck yeah. i forgot sorry i yeah. think i got the first time right you know stuff like that and it's just uh, it's beautiful and uh, <clears throat> so indra wiki such an able uh ally is also such an uh, able foil uh, to the film i thought it was just uh, a film that delivers that, that believes in the notion of uh, nailing the essence of a scene or the sar of a, of a scene uh in in a line uh it's it's just beautiful to see that a, an actor embodying that role who's every every fiber of his body believes in that philosophy i a brilliant compliment so yeah that is that that's an excellent point especially over the before and after and the fact that the camera is incidental and you know it just so happens that we are seeing a life uh, we are seeing part yeah. of a life that is already in motion to begin with yeah that's that's lovely and that's very true about suvinder wiki's performance and as it was about you know uh, uh, the performance <laughs> in disciple too so yeah i mean yeah. that that's actually a great note to sort of uh, conclude this podcast on uh, to speak of you know one of the best performances i'm sure we'll see at least in cinema this year not to speak of web shows so soon uh, it it is uh, really one of those performances that will stay with you as as the film is and uh, I, and you know i'm i'm sort of glad we uh, got the opportunity to speak about this film to delve into this film yeah. because it's not often films sort of offer up uh, a lot of people praising the film critically acclaiming the film but at the same time offering up such different perspectives of the film none of which are wrong none of which are lesser or yeah. uh, none of which are more so you know it, it really is one of those very rare films so you know just as we savor it we hope you uh, will too savor the film and and sort of just let it sort of uh, uh, marinate you know in your mind for a couple of months at least that that is what Yeah, I am very curious to see again as I was with Disciple I would love to sort of revisit this film at the end of the year but yeah uh, again it's been a great two weeks uh, so Tanul um, thanks for uh, joining and hopefully we'll be back soon uh, speaking about either web show or uh, or the next big film or the next uh, film really worth talking about uh, so thanks for joining us thanks Tanul again uh, I'll see you soon thank you